Critical Hit is a drunken, foul-mouthed podcast for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello world and welcome to Critical Hit, a podcast where we drink beer and talk about everything. I'm your host, Red King. With me is Krona Warden and Crimson. Tonight we are talking about tabletop games. Uh, we're also trying Prague uh, <laughs> by Single Cut Beersmiths. <laughs> the exclamation point at the end is how you know it's serious. <laughs> are you all ready? Yes. Oh yeah. We are Critical Hit. This is Prague. Cheers, bro. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Nope, that's immediately weedy. Oh, nope. my gosh. That's so good, though. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's worse than hops. Um, Here's the... I, devil's Advocate. It's more citrusy than hops. No, that's fucking fantastic. So <laughs> no, let's... I'm saying I hate this taste more than I hate the taste of hops. Oh, that's... I hate the taste of hops. <laughs> that's, uh, that's drastic. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the beer. This is... Prague. Disgusting. <laughs> this is Prague by... Um, You're just hurting their feelings. By single-cut beersmiths. I'm not a beer drinker. <laughs> he likes liquor. I do. <laughs> oh. Um, Maybe, uh, we gotta do that. Yourself. So this is a double IPA. Um, nope. This is by uh, single-cut beersmiths. It is a 7.7 ABV, 90 oh. IBU. So there's a... We're going to try to break down some of the... Um, Is an IBU, the bitterness? Yes. So just to break down some of the beer jargon, the the abbreviations and bullshit like that. So IBU is International Bitterness Units. Um, <laughs> they made that, a thing about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's a standardized measurement of how bitter the beer is, right? So um, your standard beer like you get at Budweiser, it's going to be like 15... Um, IBU. Mm. Um, it gets higher with IPAs. There are some that are like over a hundred, but usually it stays. This is the higher. This is higher than a regular one, but on the re- on the relative lower end of bitterness. Right. Um, it's the inverse of like like the RS value of a wine. So like that's the residual sugars. Oh. Um. And uh, so, so a high RS means a very sweet wine. Uh, high IBU means a very bitter beer. And, um, you know, ABV is just how strong the beer is. Your regular beer is um, about 5 ABV. Uh, this is 7.7, a little stronger than regular, but still just about right. Uh, so this is a, <laughs> this is a double <laughs> IPA. That means it's hopped twice, so two different hops. Oh. Euro hops and it's so gross. Pacific Northwest <laughs> hops. <laughs> oh, so they made killer hops like they bred killer bees. Okay, got it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, They're just crying right now. <laughs> so just a little quick background on single cut. It was opened in 2012. Um, about to butcher a name, probably. Uh, a queen's... Born music head named Rich Bucetta. Um, uh, <laughs> Rich, Rich Buschetti? <laughs> no. Uh, How's it spelled? Uh, B-U-C-E-T-A. That might be Buschetti. 
Buchetti. Yeah. Oh my no, gosh. I knew it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a fucking retard. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, so all of his, uh, all of his beers, all of his brews and can arts are music themed. Um, this is Prague. The nope. fuck is Prague Rock? It's like. Uh, Oh shit! Why am I? Why is my mind going blank? Is it like a pog? <laughs> what the fuck? Because like this says Prague, and all I can think of is Prague in Europe, where they have like the Hague and shit. It's progressive rock. Yes, that's what. It is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's right. But give it's me a, a it, band. Yeah, um, Rush. Rush? Yes, they're Prague. Uh, technically Prague Rock. Would, uh... I'm a salesman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't really like Rush. <laughs> I love Rush. Would, would Getty Lee! Would Rush! Be Prague Rock? Hmm? Would the Arctic Monkeys be Prague Rock? Or are they just indie? No, they're indie. Mm, fair enough. They're good, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Single Cut is actually... I've had a bunch from Single Cut. I really like Single Cut. Everything that they make, I've basically liked. I generally don't like IPAs, so, like... I generally pressing. don't like beer, so... <laughs> so, that's the readout of our group. <laughs> um, but I, I like this, and I, that's actually surprising, because, like, it doesn't... Even though it's hoppy, like, it's, like, light hoppy. Like, it doesn't just, like... So, the funny part is, is that I'm tasting way more wheat than hop. I'm tasting citrus. Mm-hmm. Citrus is good. Good citrus notes. Ugh. Yeah, all I get Sorry. is wheat. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Listen, we can, we can eat Wheaties. <laughs> I would enjoy that more than this. <laughs> Yo, get, get us a bowl of Wheaties. Wheaties Servants? Terrible. No, we don't actually have a servant. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yes. Wheaties is terrible. A butler would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You get so much more shit done. Um, so. Butler, take the children to school. Mules. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut into our first uh, we're gonna cut into our first um, topic. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, some of the like regular tabletop games, the board games, if you will. Um, we're gonna talk about our. I think it's. A unanimous favorite of this table. Um, we're going to talk about Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Unanimous favorite. Yes. Yeah, everybody loves it. I would rather have fucking bamboo shoved under my fingernails than play Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'd At least that's quicker. Track. I would have... I'd probably have... Um, I'd first fucking get hemorrhoids. <laughs> and then I'd have the bamboo... Shoved while am I even saying this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, punctured by punji steaks. Okay. Like, suddenly it gets kinky. <laughs> yeah, that was disgusting. It's not Why kinky so at crunky. All. <laughs> so, so Monopoly was first invented, uh, an iteration, its original form was invented in 1903 by Elizabeth Maggie. Um, is basically a commentary about um, 
lots of land wealth. And it was, um, it's called the landlord's game. And it was to illustrate the ill economic effects of land monopolism and the use of land value tax to remedy it. That's economical jargon that I don't fucking even understand, <laughs> but it seemed like it was a pretty big deal enough to make a board game to satirize it. Well, satirize it's it? the satirize satirize okay yeah we'll, we'll, we'll English let, we'll let Chrono Warren use the big words <laughs> English is not my first language. <laughs> what is um guttural moans? <laughs> um. Monopolies. <laughs> Monopoly was purchased by Parker Brothers um, in 1935. So it was uh, about, what, 20, uh, 20 something years after it was created. What did you say, 1903, 22? Yes. Yeah. 32. Uh, see, math, uh, English, m- <laughs> mean things to say about beer, he's got it all. Um, so, we love beer. Okay. When it was, uh, when Parker Brothers first created it, they, um, or when they first, when they purchased it and started to really massage it into not a satire or commentary on economic bullshit. That's a weird way to describe that. What? Massage it. Yeah. yeah. Um, to so mold? Massage. Uh, All right, sensual. ghost, calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they took all of the, uh economic hard-hitting um commentary and just turned it all flat out about fucking making money and uh screwing over everybody else at the motherfucking table yeah (laughs) so in a way the original concept of the game kind of still exists it's not fun it takes forever by the time you're done you like your friends much less than when you started. <laughs> like that's well, a guarantee. Right. There's generally like three great friendship slash relationship destroyers. Monopoly slash risk is the board game one. Word, mm-hmm. word. Mario Kart and Mario Party. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I would say I gotta put some uh some golden eye, because there's some shit you can do playing Goldeneye. Listen, if you're a motherfucker that plays Odd Job or Scientist Number Three or Two, whichever one the female scientist is, because there were two short characters in that game. Huh, yeah, and, and that everybody knew Odd Job was. Not everybody knew the one scientist was. See, there was no such thing as balancing in old games, so it was just like, oh, this is a cool character, and it's like. Turns out it's the most annoying motherfucker you've ever experienced. Well, every other character was balanced, though, because they were all roughly the same height, so they had similar hitboxes. Then Oddjob's out here like, the guy isn't really three and a half feet tall. He's not a child. (laughs) (laughs) He's closer to, like, five feet in the movie. Like, I mean, fair enough. They turned the man into Cotton Hill. They blew his shins off. (laughs) So speaking of a very short, annoying person... Do you Crimson. Know? Oh, oh shit. shit. What? <laughs> I'm moderately short. Shots fired. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> Does anybody short know <laughs> the actual name for the Monopoly guy? Oh. Um, I feel like Samson. I've heard it before. Samson. 
Why the fuck would he be named Samson? He looks like a fucking Samson. He's got a a wealthy British dude's name. He looks like a wealthy British dude. He's got a monocle and a fucking... He does not have a monocle. Yeah, I was about to say that. He doesn't have a monocle. Mr. Peanut has the monocle. And that's where a lot of people (laughs) conflate it. That's crazy. That's a Mandela effect. Yes. Yes. That'll be a separate episode. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the the Monopoly guy's name is Mr. Monopoly. Oh, yeah. That's or right. um, Rich Uncle Pennybags. Yes. I have heard that one, actually. That sounds like a rapper. <laughs> I am Rich Uncle Pennybags, and you are in the United Kingdom. Yeah, he's British. Come on, you know he Bring is your not. wenches or get out. So he, he was modeled after J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Think really? about it. Top hat. Oh, yeah. I guess that's I guess yeah. it's not okay. that hard to believe, is it? <laughs> It's like Google. <laughs> so there are um, 300 licensed versions of Monopoly. That's way too fucking it's many. disgusting. So basically every IP, every um, different like sport, every they have um, Monopoly for every branch of the military. They have Monopoly for um, like the Olympics, every major sport. Uh, I think I might still have Mass Effect Monopoly. I have Zelda Monopoly. I have... U.S. Navy Monopoly. I have the original Monopoly. That's a I, fucking. Why do you have U.S. Navy Monopoly? Here's the thing. Why do you have so many Monopolies? Considering you don't like you, you get them for free. I paid a lot for the Zelda one. Yeah, <laughs> gaming license shit is expensive. I mean, I, it is. I had Pokemon Monopoly. With I had that, that too. That one was sick because the uh, the little houses stacked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. There's never enough room in the spaces, but you could just stack them vertically, and that was fantastic. Yeah, it was like um, one of those things. Yeah, but that means they just cheaped out on the board because if they had used a regular size board, they would have all fit. What? They don't even fit on a regular size. Yes, they do. (laughs) Where are you? You can fit four houses on a regular Monopoly board in the color space on your property. I don't think so. Yes, you absolutely can. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Absolutely you can. <laughs> Suddenly you just hear the shuffling of a closet and it's just Monopoly board just smacks everything off the table. We're picking, <laughs> mic- <laughs> we're picking microphones up trying to sort out if oh, they actually fit. Because oh. <laughs> if you turn them so that the edges of the roofs aren't touching, like they go side by side, they fit perfectly. This is disturbing news. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. them ever fitting. So every version of Monopoly I've had, except Pokemon, I guess, if you turn them so that the edges of the roof are facing like how you and I are sitting, and then slide them side by side, they fit just fine. That's fucking ridiculous. I've never tried. Why haven't I tried? Because I feel like it looks wrong the other way. Like, it doesn't look like a normal house. Is it supposed to be a long house, or is it actually supposed to be four houses? It still counts as four houses. No, but what's it supposed to look like? I mean, it still looks like four separate houses. It's just the overhangs of the roof. Okay, so if you took your neighbor's house and smashed it together with your house here, your gutters and overhangs are facing the I same I want them direction. to be this. I want their back door to be my front door. What? Whoa, that sounded weird. <laughs> no we're freaky. Gonna, we're going to move on. Um, all right. <laughs> You, there are ten this. original setup. I'm getting through this fucking list. What if your neighbors listen? <laughs> I'm gonna get through this. They don't list know who we are yet. One True. way or another. Um, the original yeah, piece. Evidently, of, through your neighbor's front door. 
<laughs> back door, I said. <laughs> yeah, you want their back door to be your front door. Is exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Think about um, it. We're aware. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I've got a list. List of all. I want to turn the Geneva Convention into a checklist. <laughs> and um, do while it all. we go to Prague, we can do that. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, can you tell me? What are the original pieces of Monopoly? Oh, God. There's a fucking... Uh, isn't there like a Navy ship? That's one of them. There's a battleship. There's a battleship. There's a battleship There's a one of the original shoe, One of the original tens. Uh, the, the top hat? The shoe is definitely one. Shoe, top shoe. hat. You got it, yeah. Dog. Nope. Dog is not an original? No, nope. he's not. Wait. The, the car. There's a, there's a stack of money. I know that's a thing. No. The no. thimble. Yep. Fuck, he's, he's scorching me <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's running your ass. <laughs> Hold on. I um, used to know them all. The cat isn't one, is it? No. No, that got added recently. There are no animals in the, None of, in no the original. Animals. Okay. Is the, there a... The horse guy's not an original? Oh, there's a rocking horse. Yep, you're right. There's well, no, the actual like guy that rides the horse, the not cowboy. A, not a horse rider or a jockey. Okay. But there's indeed a rocking horse. There's a rocking horse. Cannon, lantern... Damn it. I knew cannon. There's a the um, iron... Yes, the oh, iron. Oh, I forgot about the iron. The purse. Giant. I didn't know. Purse has been in no version I have ever played. In the original in the original 10, the purse was one. Well, of I believe that, but it's just. car, thimble, shoe, top hat, and then the battleship and the cannon. Yep. Because I've seen versions the with the battleship, but I've never and seen a version with horse. the purse. Yep. Like, I've seen all of those pieces except the purse. Well, because I feel like that, that offers to... Like, how the fuck this are they going to make it a wrong. purse and not, like, a money bag? Because that offers to females being successful, which wasn't a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, the lady who made the game, what was her name? Elizabeth Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, but where is she now? Dead. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a time! That was 119 years ago. It's That's time. a long, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Whatever. We can't beat time. Well, I mean, science is kind of working on that. Yeah. No. Listen. I want to die eventually. Give it time. Listen. Uh-huh. They are studying a jellyfish. Jellyfish. What the fuck is it? fucked up on kind of SpongeBob bullshit. The jellyfish. The jellyfish. Okay. There's a species of jellyfish that is immortal because literally once it gets to a certain age, it just de-ages back to a baby and then goes back up. I don't want to do that. Nah. Can I? I'd be the ugliest fucking Yo. baby. Um, uh, so we're going to continue. Full beard. Um, speaking of time and wanting to die. Monopoly. Yes. Do you know the longest Monopoly game I'm has sure lasted? Like... Guess. 317 hours. What? 317 hours. That's a little under two weeks. I was going to say probably about three weeks. 70 days. Okay. 70 days. So 10 weeks. Yep. 70. That's, I don't know why I said it in hours. I could have just. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking retarded. <laughs> um, well, I mean, 168 hours in a week. Multiply that by 70 if you wanted to really get. Uh, 
holy, stop. No math. <laughs> we're, we're fucking drunk. No math. Um, Y'all are drunk. I'm it? not drinking this shit. <laughs> so there. <laughs> so to make things even more interesting, did you know that in a two-player game that there is a 12% chance that the game will last indefinitely, that there will be no end? That makes sense. You can actually make a Monopoly game objectively go last. on forever. Yeah, last absolutely forever. I'd rather not. The yeah. grind don't stop. The grind don't stop. Get that bread. No, <laughs> I would no. rather wipe my ass with the money and then eat it because that would get me into the hospital and out of that fucking game. Yeah, <laughs> no, agreed. And I, I mean, with with Zoom, you can keep playing that game. No. No, not when I'm shitting my brains out from eating my own poop on the shitty paper Monopoly money. <laughs> so there is more Monopoly money that has been printed in this planet than uh, real world money. Well, that would be good because if they printed <laughs> that much real money, we're dealing with the inflation of that bullshit right now. Yeah, this is this is true. Um, so, like the Fed is operating like Monopoly right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah, ain't wrong. You know. Almost. <laughs> So on a lighter note, on a lighter note, there is a way to make Monopoly last for 13 seconds, and you will win in 13 seconds. How? Okay, so it, to put it shortly, it kind of requires like nine perfect rolls. I couldn't tell you. I, I should have written it down. You flip the table and walk away. That's how you win Monopoly in 15 seconds. If you, there's a certain combination of rolls that will get you around the board and hitting certain community chests, like if the if the deck was in the right order. Okay, but I feel like the odds of that are less than the infinite Monopoly game. I mean, there's a chance. But right. here, here's but the deal. But 1% versus 12% is still a big differential. It, it will end with you having... Houses, having built houses on um, Park Place and Boardwalk, mm -hmm. of course. And I mean, part of that, not part of these um, specific nine rolls, it also includes the opponent who will roll land on Park Place and instantly go bankrupt right. on the very next turn. It is an actual possibility without doing any dumb cheats or any weird crap. You can end a Monopoly game. It is possible in 13 seconds. Right, but <laughs> that's not the best strategy because that's relying so heavily on luck. Your actual best strategy is to go for the yellow properties and the green properties. Why? So it, it, they aren't as expensive as Park Place and Boardwalk, but they have very good returns. Second, there are three properties. They also tend to be on a part of the board that gets hit a lot. Yeah. Remember, if you're rolling two regular dice, a D6, two D6, your average is going to be seven. And there's what, 10 spaces each time? Yeah, that's true. So the side that has the orange and the yellow is actually the best side to invest in. The Kentucky Ave, Indiana, Marvin Gardens, that stuff. And then if you can get North Carolina and Pennsylvania Ave and all that stuff, the greens, that's a good spot too. But that's generally the side of the board you want to invest in. Yeah. The other strategy is to, even if you get the two shitty brown properties at the beginning, if you have enough low-level properties and you just buy four houses, there is a rule that is technically, if you don't upgrade to hotels and you own all the houses, 
Nobody else can put houses on their property because there has to physically be a house in the thing. So you can just buy four houses and never upgrade to a hotel and just cock block somebody that way. <laughs> I'm winning Monopoly next time. <laughs> yeah, provided anybody's dumb enough to play with your ass. Yeah. Fair enough. No, that was I didn't even know that. Yeah, because I, I feel like, like... That's it, just the statistical analysis of rolling 2d6. You're mostly going to roll sixes and sevens, which puts you on Oriental Ave, I think, on your first turn. Then you go around, you'll hit uh, maybe St. Charles Place. Then you would hit St. James. And then you end up either on Indiana, Kentucky, I forget exactly which one it is, and then Marvin Gardens. Or maybe that uh, Chance or Community chest that's right there. Yeah. So averages. No. Uh, how about this? No. For somebody who hates Monopoly so damn much, how do you know so much about <laughs> Monopoly? I have seen those strategies used by my oldest brother against me. So I have lived it. <laughs> you live and you learn, man. You want to know what I remember doing as an older brother? Um, was punking the shit out of Crimson, and um, I knew math a little better than he did. <laughs> so I just fucking took money. Yeah. yeah. I was banker. Yeah. And I just took money. Oh, no. See, my brother didn't do that. Yeah, he was, he was banker, honest. <laughs> but he didn't take money. He just beat my ass the old-fashioned way. I could beat his ass the old-fashioned way right now. Uh, uh, don't you ever put Monopoly on me, boy. <laughs> Why did this suddenly turn to violence? <laughs> choose violence. Yes. The, the, always choose it's violence. A, it's always the best option. <laughs> so moving on, we're going to... We're going to talk about some of the, the better tabletop or board games, whatever you want to call them. Uh... <laughs> What were we calling them so far? Tabletop? Or are we just being fucking assholes? We're gonna we're gonna say tabletop as the general as right. a generalized. I mean, term. it's a game that you put on a table. So yeah. it's a tabletop game. Yeah. Cause like, remember they used to have those guys who would go around with like the fucking backgammon boards and shit that had like the folding tables and shit. Yeah. I think more games should have uh wooden folding versions, unpopular opinion. Very fucking unpopular opinion. Imagine a Monopoly. Sorry. <laughs> go, go, go. No. Is that the sound of wood blocks? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, At least in my mind. <laughs> so, we were, what were we playing the other day? It was, um, it was What Do You Meme? Yeah. That one was fucking hilarious. I'm, uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we made a number of, um, mother-in-law targeted Karen jokes and it was, yeah, it was they were coming from her own youngest daughter too. Yeah. It was therapeutic. <laughs> Everybody involved. Yeah. It was therapeutic. Maybe except for her. Um, I love that shit though. It was, it was amazing. I yes. for that shit. Holy moly! You start living out your wants and needs. Like, what will... do you mean? Yeah. You, yeah. you, you are the meme. You, you, you just 
<laughs> act in such a way that you are definitely a meme. I'm not going to sit there and be... <laughs> this is my soapbox. I'm going to stand on it and be like... I'm the living embodiment of hate. This is for all son-in-laws everywhere. So like... Everyone's like, yeah, you know what? Not like this crazy thing. like, yeah. So like, there's kind of this universe now of... Boxes full of cards. Um, we have like, what do you mean? We have Cards Against Humanity, which is the the number one. There's um, Fun Employed. Yes, the Yu Gi Oh TCG booster boxes. Huh? The Yu Gi Oh TCG booster boxes. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were fantastic. Fucking weeb. Listen, <laughs> come at me, bro. I still have all my cards. <laughs> Yeah, what you know about that blue eyes white dragon? Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually do have. The I blue wish. eyes white dragon Nikes stay on during sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. like. A, I mean, that's a one hundred percent rule. The, the, <laughs> the only real card against humanity is the Gemini elf. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's nothing to me. <laughs> it's wait, 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 wait. Well. <laughs> You've never played Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I never actually played the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Have you seen any of the cards? I used to own some. Now we're some. not talking about the cards and your thirsty ass. No, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> just the game. No, I never actually played the card game. I'm never thirsty. That, that <laughs> game is really amazing. Well, I wanted to play it. I just never had anybody to play it against. But well, I had a deck. I will fucking change that. I have a deck currently. Who's got a match? <laughs> no, we, we gotta get the. Yeah, we gotta get the, the actual. Wrist dance. Yeah, the dual disc. Yes. <laughs> I had one of them. Don't even fucking play. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted one of them, and no, I watched I de- the cartoon. I but, well, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh was more of a cartoon than. Yo, how did I fucking reproduce? I owned a dual disc. <laughs> Oh you got God. lucky. Like I have kids, and <laughs> and I owned the and it was the edgy one. It wasn't the, yeah. the it wasn't the the regular one. It, it wasn't was the, the Seto Kaiba one. It was yeah. the Chaos Dual Disc. Oh, yeah. I was so. Angry. How did you reproduce? Because I'm cool, bro. Yeah, because I'm fucking. Cool. That's how you know he's got the edgy dual disc, bro. I got that Chaos Dual Disc, bitch. <laughs> Now we can start exactly. playing cards against humanity in a dual disc. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's doable. Dude. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. I trademarked. <laughs> yeah, trademarked. No, no one can. Patent pending, patent pending, patent <laughs> pending, pending, patent pending. <laughs> so, um, We're going to get a cease and desist from you. Really. Like right <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah. Like, Konami yeah, both was like, who do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, Cards Against Humanity is one of those games that... Um, this is the dual disc against humanity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> so, I'm, I quit I quit podcast. I'm yeah, just yeah. going to 3D print. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 3D print. It's going to be stupid looking. <laughs> just, just so that I can't get sued. Right. It's going to be a well, wrist mount. <laughs> it can't fold. Then you can't be sued. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. going to be like a line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. Why haven't they made more of those dual discs? Right. The only one, like, the there's, like, some, like, really obscure Japanese ones, but then um, there's the Mattel dual discs that 
not for nothing, looked it up, unrelated to the episode. <laughs> Tangentially related. And it's like Fair fucking enough. hundreds of dollars now. They're like super collector items. Sponsor us. Sponsor. <laughs> it's just people. I had them. It's not Konami. Anyways. <laughs> um, they got the money if they making them. Yeah. So like... <laughs> <laughs> So, so you right about that? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so he he had a lion, but he right. That's good. So cards against humanity, right? Have you ever played it in a bar? Never. No. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity. <laughs> I don't generally like playing games like that with people I don't really know. It gets bad. You, you were right to not want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, cause, so I have a rather distasteful sense of humor, we'll say, with regards to certain things. <laughs> but what I find distasteful, someone might find like, oh, your edge is where I start. And right. they're like out here talking about like gangbanging a nun with a baby or some shit. Whoa, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you run that risk if you're playing with randos. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you really don't know where the line yeah, is. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where it happens. And most people are just like trying to fuck. And it's like really weird. Um, yeah, because it's just it gets aggressive at some point. Like they're just staring you in the eyes when they play their orgy card. <laughs> like, <Right>. um, <laughs> They give you that double eyebrow lift and then flip over the orgy like it's fucking Uno. Yeah. Uno, you know, we go. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I can't. That's horrible. Listen, I also can't help but like, imagine if they don't supply a deck i could never imagine walking into a bar like imagine you're like stereotypical cd bar for some reason there's cigarette smoke even though in new york state it's not anywhere allowed. nowhere in the world <laughs> anymore pennsylvania what anyways <laughs> pennsylvania is a lawless land yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's okay. also incredibly annoying to drive through yeah i was i was there not long ago her hershey in pennsylvania it was huh. yep it's smoking. Is it legal there? Yeah. Or do they just do it? Completely there's legal. Few, they, uh, there's, they have smoking sections. There's a few American Yo. Legion bars in New York where you're not supposed to smoke inside, but the vets but are all like... Are. Yo, are. do you remember when they had smoking sections? I do. Yeah. Do you because remember... both how, of my parents, when I was growing up, smoked. Do you remember how little that mattered because smoke travels right <laughs> I feel like they could still do it, but you can you'd have to do it in a two-story restaurant and just put the smokers upstairs. No, that's a good idea. That's actually a really like, good idea. Smoke rises, it hey. goes outside. No, let's We're, do that. Oh, shit, we have because then they could sit on the mezzanine. Is that is that the right word? <laughs> the mezzanine. I, I mean, that's a very technical term. You usually just use balcony. Yeah, <laughs> but mezzanine. Mezzanine <laughs> is inappropriate term. Like, did uh, did you really just get bougie <laughs> out Yo, of nowhere? Motherfucker, smoking on the mezzanine. I mean, if you get like those French <laughs> cigarettes, though, like you'd be very. We are smoking the cigarettes on the mezzanine. mezzanine. <laughs> I, I would pick up smoking to do that shit. To smoke. <laughs> To fucking smoke. Well, on just the get your vape just... out and rock out. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. 
rock out with your vape. <laughs> um, All right, hippie, calm uh, down. Listen, listen, anyways, <laughs> anyways. Right, right, right. So, but uh, imagine from your fanny pack. <laughs> I'm uh, <gonna> <laughs> Ah! You pull a deck of cards against humanity, which is a hilariously large deck of cards. That's true. That is. <laughs> it's like just thicker than cards. a snicker. You just bop. Let's go. <laughs> let's make some really inappropriate jokes. <laughs> but think about it. Bar food is usually greasy, right? To supposedly help absorb the alcohol. Right. It doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Shut up, <laughs> Sh- shut up, shut up!" I'm fucking broke my brain. And he went Judaic there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's, is that beer kosher, sir? <laughs> Continue. He's speaking in hymns. No, 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 no. no. He's speaking it's, in uh, Hebrew. <laughs> just... Anyway, but so bar food is greasy. So at the very least, you're looking at greasy cards. Yeah. There yeah. are CD bars where people just go fuck in the bathroom. And they don't always wash their hands. Why do you got to make this worse, bro? Because that's what we do. Yes. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> yes. We're that CD bar. <laughs> Take that worst possible thing and push the limit. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm going to go. <laughs> because just think about that, though. It's a possibility. If you can win Monopoly in 13 seconds, which is way, way unlikely... You're far more likely to get someone else's jizz on your hand from Cards Against Humanity Bro. in a bar. No, that's real. You're stati- statistically, you're you're more likely. <laughs> that's a real thing. Like, never take a black light to a hotel room. Yeah. Yep. It's that sort of situation. And You've never really thought about it consciously. I'm going to be staying in a hotel um, next weekend. <laughs> well, don't bring a black light. Don't bring a black light. You're laying on jizz. <laughs> You never really thought about any of this, did you? No, no. You block it out. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, especially when you're talking about bring your own sheets. You know how fucking ridiculous that is. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I mean, I guess I guess it's not that ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, the nicer the establishment, the less likely there is to be residual jizz, but <laughs> so residual. <laughs> well, okay. So no, wine not. has RS. Certain hotel rooms probably have also have RS, but it's residual semen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and if you drink enough wine, that's usually where you end up. Yeah. This you is went so- from RS to RS. <laughs> oh no. What the fuck just happened? Connotation is important and intonation in one's voice is also important. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> there I, was no reason for that. Try to tell me how this member cards gets you, man. It needs just many forms of jizz. I mean, if you think about it, there's at least like 16 cards related to jizz that I can think of offhand in Cards Against Humanity. That is These true. These people are just now personifying it on the cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that black card's looking a little white. Why? <laughs> jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and I jizzed on the cards. <laughs> When you realize this is like this is the truest thing anybody's ever Yeah. I mean, holy fuck. I didn't think we'd go this far, but we did. <laughs> listen, 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 that's why we have content warning.
Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yes. We're in yes. too deep. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep <laughs> uh, yeah, all yeah. these thoughts out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Of, um, and this episode's going under. Um, <laughs> so that's the second song that mm-hmm. I quoted. Yeah. And this is and single cut, right? Music themed. We're yeah. doing great. We're doing also, great. Yeah, uh, stronger than I expected. For uh, <laughs> the Hague, for all the shit we're talking about, though. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> so y'all are just banished from the world. Peace. <laughs> Didn't even want to do this shit. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Listen, it's unfair that people decided to have sex and now I have to pay bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was not involved in that decision. <laughs> this is real. Oh, I completely Okay, so here's... Right, segue. I've done it. Say so, um, <laughs> He's found it. Segue. So... Right? Family. Uh, a terrible thing to play some of these stupid box card games with, right? What um, do you... know? Uh, uh, that was the one. Never have I ever. Yes, that one. That one was terrible. Yes, that was bad. Because <laughs> um, like one of the cards was like, have you ever snorted crack off of a fucking toilet seat? I'm like, that's really specific. And honestly, whoever gets that card... Because I was playing with my wife and you were playing with your wife. Yeah. So it was just us. Yeah. And um, I would have some questions. Right. <laughs> like, you can't... Never Have I Ever is probably better than Cards Against Humanity in a bar because it's a stranger you're probably never going to see again. Right. So you can get raw dog raunchy. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I mean, having... TM. <laughs> yeah, I was saying... Trademark that shit right now. I'm getting raw dog raunchy. No. <laughs> we kind of have yes. catchphrases, man. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> raw dog raunchy. Holy shit, it's established. Um, it's, it's been established. So, um, <laughs> here on Critical Hit Podcast, we get raw dog raunchy. Right. No. There's <laughs> so much no, excitement. <laughs> He's like, right. <laughs> um, but like having to explain what a bukkake is was somewhat <laughs> difficult. Right. When, <laughs> but I found difficulty in explaining bukkake. It was... It Go to Nagasaki <laughs> and they will explain. Because in World War II, that's what we did to them. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Boom. 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 No. No. Raw dog raunchy. <laughs> um, it's official. <laughs> it's official. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it got bad. So, uh, and it was just about that bad. We only that, played like five cards, I think. And then I took the fucking game back. Right. To the store. <laughs> that game does not exist in my collection. It anymore. was bad. You're like, this, like, this is a, this is a definitive Because no. we got those five cards and we were like, no, we're done. And then we started looking through the deck and it just got worse. Yeah. Oh. So, and it's like one of those games where we're like, dude. It's like I 69 on a mezzanine. like. <laughs> Which now I have a new thing to do on my bucket list. 
69 <laughs> on a mezzanine? Absolutely. Let's do A69 on a mezzanine. <laughs> Sweet. Listen, you can't hate you can't hate on it, man. If you if you can live the dream. <laughs> yeah. Have dreams. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Life's too short not to. <laughs> yeah. This this is what we're trying to tell you on this podcast. Have dreams. Have dreams. Six and nine on a miss. <laughs> you wanna know why am I spitting bars? <laughs> no. That ain't put funny. up a curtain though. <laughs> yeah, put up a curtain, please. Don't let us see it. That's yeah, like a leave. And keep it off my cards. <laughs> um Well, if you have your own private mezzanine. I mean, yeah, and your own private deck of cards, <laughs> exclusively for your mezzanine happenings. Right. Um, <laughs> this is the mezzanine cards. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! I knew these. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> you should have been prepared for this. <laughs> I really should. Our tabletop group is called D and D Railed. Yes. I love it. Yep. <laughs> it's it's my life. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. The more he drinks, the less he can say patent pending. Yeah, it's it's, it's patent pending. pending. There. I will enunciate it. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending, if you please, Sarah. <laughs> that, that's me right now. You just sound like the fucking adults in Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 Pat Manning, wah, 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 wah. Card games, right? <laughs> yep. So here's the thing. There is a... There's a fantastic deck building game, right? Okay, Boss Monster. It's amazing, okay? Right. I want to so, play this. So, yes. Okay, so it's a, it's, it's a dungeon building... Dungeon deck building game, for lack of a better term, right? So you you have a monster, you are said monster. Yeah. Okay, and you build dungeons for heroes to go through. Yes. Which is like your ultimate thing. You kill them, take their souls, and you know you have multiple things. There's traps. There's you know. All right, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your soul. <laughs> Listen, don't even Soul Calibur is amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I bought every single one except. Or I think Soul Edge is the only one I haven't played at this point. The ones that you weren't born to, like you weren't alive presently to play it. Well, or had the motor skills. Can I point out Tekken Eight is happening? So Soul Calibur Seven can happen. My problem is, is that <laughs> they tend to favor Tekken. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't like because, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I you love know Tekken. Tekken has a card game. Tekken has a card game. Yes, Tekken has We should check that out. Yeah. So, the next episode of this podcast is just called Tekken as a Card Game. <laughs> Question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. We have to play it first. I don't know if we're going to have time before next episode. Um, Depends. How quick, like, there's two-day shipping? No. From Amazon? And I have Amazon Prime. How expensive is it, though? I have Amazon Prime, so don't add That doesn't reduce the price. It's... It's free. <laughs> they say it's free. I pay monthly for it. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't reduce the price of the item. If the card game is $500, oh, you want, oh, you're fucking idiot. Oh, no. I'm How fucking <laughs> blasted are you right now? Let's go. It's 7.7%. <laughs> and I'm halfway through this, yours. <laughs> what happened? 
Yeah, mine's gone. Yo, you fucking <laughs> stole it. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I thought this was mine, and you just had it waiting in the wings. No, I no, You're just like fucking out here with like a whippersnapper tooth just going, Catch! <laughs> I'm a shotgun, this bitch! I've been in it. Listen. All right. Any, anyways, you have to try it. I, have, I still have Boss Monster. No, I want to play bring, it. I will bring it over because there's something about the strategy of like a tower defense mixed with a tabletop card game. I actually have a game on my Xbox called Dungeon 3, I think. Mm. It's the same idea. It's just a video game version. Yeah. But it, you have a hero monster that you are. It's your boss monster. But yeah. Yeah. You're trying to build a dungeon con- for heroes to come into and you have to protect your shit. And if you appreciate pixel art, which, I mean, come on, pixel art. It does have really good art. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it, it really does. like it, it Well, no, involves- it sounds cool as fuck. I love tower defense games. Yeah. Speaking of, now here's the thing. <laughs> I've I've fallen in love with chip tune music. This is a side note, but I fell this down. Whole episode has been a side note. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, this is like the tenth side note. It's gonna be but, fun to sort this out. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> this is this is your job now. Um, I've fallen I have down the given rabbit, you the keys. I've fallen down the rabbit hole of a guy on TikTok, and all he does is create chip tune versions of popular songs. And who would have thought? Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh and Chip Tune version is actually significantly better than regular Welcome to the Black Parade from it's My Chemical Romance. Fucking weird. That sounds, it's that sounds absolutely. Ridiculous. Give it, give it. Don't knock until you try it. It's it's weird. It's, After the episode, we'll listen to it. Yes, yes. That's just like if you like. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Think about Mega Man X. Think about the music in Mega Man X before it, before it got new. Yeah. Before it became new and our bones didn't creak in the wind. Before I didn't crack with every movement. <laughs> remember when you didn't just gasp from standing up? <laughs> yeah, we're in that weird age where our cells have stopped regenerating properly, so now it's just crunch, pop, snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, so biologically speaking, our cells regenerate properly until roughly age 25. After that, the telomere sequences, the things that are the end of your cell DNA, start to fray and frazzle. Holy. How come you are so much smarter than we are? Yeah, that was bullshit. That was fucking bullshit. I feel like I'm punching above my mental weight by a significant amount. Uh, so speaking of um, being fucking ridiculously smarter than us, uh, <laughs> we have we have approached. Th- no, we've passed our one year mark. Yes, of- we're well past it at this point for you yes. guys. Uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, the greatest RPG of all time, is what they is what they market themselves as. Which Chrono is Chrono Warden. I- can you help me level up my character? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting better at no, it. No, potentially not anymore. Because that character might be fucking dead. Listen, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> right. No so, spoilers. So we. If start, it happens, we'll talk about it because I'll be crying on the episode. My only character. <laughs> you weren't. That's why I always have two. Yeah, I sort of have one. <laughs> okay. 
three or four right now ready to go in case my primary dies, but considering my current primary is one of the most powerful PCs I've ever made. I'm too connected to mine. That's your first mistake. He's flawed. He's beautiful. You're not connected to your PC? Yeah, don't fucking mind, mind your me. fucking business. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm going to call shit. Yay. Yay. We're raw dog wrong. <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude. I've heard him come out in actual conversation. <laughs> no, because it's really weird. Um, <laughs> the, the way that I've played my character has become an in-group meme. <laughs> and, um, I don't know how to feel about that. Shit's coming up at work, and motherfuckers are like, who the fuck is Hector? Um, <laughs> that's like really weird. It's a problem with working with your uh, a member of your D&D group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, so what a ridiculous experience it has been, um, just to, to learn the game. So we play 3.5, uh, you got us into that and, um, it is, uh, I haven't played fifth edition. I've, um, I've listened to enough podcasts about Dungeons and Dragons. They all play fifth ed. Um, we play three, four. 3.5, 3.5, and uh, I mean, it's it's about the same. It's the uh, same idea. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, it's nice to have that guide, that experienced player. Um, you and your wife are basically the, I don't know, it's He's the gondolier. The gondolier yeah. down the yeah. see, I'm, I'm still in it. I might be drunk, but I get down the, the fucked up canals that are um, <clears throat> random dice rolls and speaking in funny voices. A bunch <laughs> of adults speaking in funny voices. Hey, it's fucking great though. <laughs> it yep. is, it, it's living life truly to the fullest. <laughs> so I've played a lot of um, I played a lot of board games, and you know, I'll, obviously, it's a lot less of an investment of time and. Uh, actual focus like I do think about Dungeons and Dragons outside of Dungeons and Dragons I won't get that same effect from Monopoly or mm. Cards Against Humanity um, luckily <laughs> well, <laughs> after tonight maybe yeah, it, yeah. Might, it might live rent free in my brain the message <laughs> um, I've played is that just going to be his winter soldier trigger word yeah. like, he's just going to turn into a Kyle and punch a hole in some drywall <laughs> Mezzanine. <laughs> <Bah>! <laughs> so I've played um I played bah! I kind of dipped a toe into the uh he's laughing way too much. I've dipped a toe into the um pay seventy dollars and get a fifty pound box full of cardboard chits type of situation. Mm-hmm. I've played games like um uh Dead of Winter that I think Coming back to it, which I, I want to do soon. Uh, yeah, coming I'm back. Down. Yeah, definitely coming back to it from something as intense as uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I think that it would probably be um, a lot easier of a thing to grasp. But uh, the amount of character building and like even what you say at the table changes the trajectory of how the rest of the session is going to go. Yes. Uh, that was something I was not 
ready for. <laughs> like, you have to be prepared for everything to matter, and it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, it's the most amazing thing ever, because, like, you really, like, build this story around, like, how you react to things, and it's crazy. It's crazy when you see your DM, like, dynamically react to things like because you have no idea what those players are going to do right so there's a saying that no plan survives contact with your players right yeah it's about the most accurate thing you can say for DD. and i was talking to one of my co-workers about this earlier today in fact uh it's like the pirate code in pirates of the caribbean right they say at the end we view them as more like guidelines. <laughs> Any plans you make as a DM have to be guidelines. Yeah. The beautiful part is, is that even if you make this massive dungeon and your party blows right by it, you still have it. You can uh, move it around. You can shift your stuff. Anything you make shouldn't necessarily go to waste. I, I know we're not trying to go too deep into it, but you know a thing or two about this. Yes, I... I tried my first hand at, instead of being a player, being a dungeon master, that was our last session. Yes. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> <Cold> <laughs> <order>. <laughs> yes. You fucking bastard. <laughs> Wizard bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so the amount of stuff that you can do in Dungeons & Dragons is a Triple little... jump. Yeah. <laughs> There's... um. Between how you build your feats and your your class, your race, your like every everything works together and can do ridiculous things. And sometimes they get absolutely asinine, and you could just completely obviate like something meticulously crafted, and just you were just ready to completely. Um, slaughter your party with, with with a dungeon or or some ridiculously strong monster is just nope. I did this and now he's dead. <laughs> In this case, it was just a textbook fucking move. It was just he used scrying and saw something that I was not ready for the party to see. <laughs> and. Uh, that's when the switch up happened. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be on your toes. Yeah. You gotta be on your toes. One day you think you, I mean, you, you spend a couple of weeks writing it, and then, uh, you know, and then he casts one spell, and you're like, well, what do I do now? The fuck? Why did you do that? You adapt, though. Yep. Improvise, yes. adapt, overcome, cry silently into your pillow. So the. 3.5 and 3rd edition Dungeon Master's Guide. I don't know if any of the other ones mentioned it. I haven't read the 4th book in 10 years. 12 years. It's been a long time. Um, they mentioned specifically calling it ad hawking. So you'll hear me reference that a lot when we're talking. It's yes. just kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> ad hoc is such a... Uh, it's a, a fancier term for bullshit. Yeah, real family friendly. <laughs> yeah. It's really universal. Yes. Oh, ad hoc. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't quite hit. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like, I feel like kind of the mystique of dealing with what random crap your players are going to come up with. And like, even as a player, 
sometimes. You don't know what anybody else is going to do. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, and then you have to do things corresponding to that. Like, if somebody rushes off and does something stupid, like, I'm not going to say names, <laughs> but if they run off and do something stupid, you might then have to, like, decide. Can you really uh, call somebody out on that one? You're. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> That's our We're not problem. in United States and D&D, buddy. You don't get that. <laughs> I uh, I take a vow of silence. Does that work? <laughs> That's from a terrible book, but yes, it's a thing. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a deep cut. I didn't even know. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. You guys got to understand, even with what I've introduced you to, there's entire like magic systems and stuff that we've barely scraped the surface on in 3.5. What the fuck? There's Incarnum. We haven't done Psionics, really, which Psionics are actually pretty cool. No, that shit looks ridiculous. It's really not that hard. He's like, no. <laughs> it's just, it's MP instead of spell slots. So, okay. No, did you, no. Did you play don't the original try Final to, Fantasy? Yeah, don't try to bait me in with that. Did you play the original Final Fantasy? Yes, I did. Did you remember how your mages had spells per day until you rested at an inn or used a tent or whatever? I forget if you could use a tent to recover spells. You might have had to have used a cottage. No, it was a cottage. And I do remember this. <laughs> and then they switched it to MP. Right. That's all psionics is. It's power points instead of magic points, but it's the same idea. And you get a lot of spell-like effects from psionics. I don't. I'm not willing to believe a damn word you say. Because you want to know what? You tell me something simple. It's never fun. All right. <laughs> I'm going to build a psionicist or maybe an erudite for your campaign. It's been decided. Please don't. It's written in I history. Mean, <laughs> I don't want to get hurt again. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do the bullshit erudite spell power build. It's this fucking archaic thing that is just complete and utter optimized bullshit. It's cheesy. Like he's not a like fucking it. min maxer. Okay. <laughs> I like to stay comfortably in the New York extra sharp white cheddar range. Ooh. I, <laughs> Aronite's okay. spell okay. power thing I'm talking about is fucking Limburger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big cheese. Big no, fucking cheese. Big cheese. Nobody's fucking with that cheese. <laughs> right. But no, psionics is actually like, if you ever just want to sit down and build one, I can do it with you. It is a really interesting system because it was something different. Incarnum focuses more on like all day buffs and it goes into like this chakra system. Uh, technically, my character actually has some of it from his replacement template for the face stuff. Right. But then there's also, you did Tome of Magic. You played a binder for a little while. Yeah, I missed that. But there's whole things in that book. Yeah. Uh, your wife is kind of using one of the subsystems from there, but it's not quite fully in it. The shadow magic thing. And then there's true naming, which is gag me with a spoon because hmm. it's bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so the problem with the Tome of Magic is, is that the binder is a very good class. It's fun to play. It's versatile and you can do a lot of shit with it. And depending on how you play it, yeah, you can turn it into a fucking bitch on the battlefield because one of the vestiges gives you the ability to, like, infinitely summon shit. <laughs> and it's all got the far spawn template, which basically just means you're summoning a bunch of Cthulhu monsters. Hmm. Nice. So, 
Wait a minute. I want to summon Cthulhu monsters. All right, Esmond, calm down. <laughs> Listen, are we born? <laughs> yeah, we're born. But then the shadow magic system in Tome of Magic tried to mess around with spell-like abilities like Warlock does. It doesn't do it as well as Warlock, so it's kind of sad because it was a cool concept, but they didn't execute it well. And that book came out after uh, Complete Arcane was the one with Warlock in it. Right. And then you had True Naming. True Naming is a fantastic idea of a system. It's super cool, but it breaks down very quickly because, like, the skill check DCs ramp up ridiculously fast. Like, I know my character has some bullshit fucking additions <laughs> to his skills, but even if I was playing a true namer with that modifier that I have on perception, I still wouldn't be able to make certain true naming checks. Jeez. So, it's... You should be a true namer. Just, just for as long as I'm running this particular section of the campaign. So you want, I'm going to send you the homebrew that one of my favorite homebrewers on giant, in the playground made. It's called lexicon. It fixes it. I don't want it fixed. I want it broken. I don't want you to do well. The reason, <laughs> I, I'm not a hater or anything, but you're like kind of the nightmare of every DM. Cause like you're like kind of the night. I'm not trying to. Be, that's like the easiest way to be made. Yeah, it's like the no. Nah, there's ways to be worse. No, you but. could you could preempt any amount of bull, like you always say the worst thing about somebody when you preempt it with I'm not trying to be a hater or a, right or a racist. Um, um, what? Well, it's so. This is one of my favorite quotes. But elves, no, I'm kidding. From <laughs> one of my favorite video games, and it's oddly from one of the most universally hated characters in Mass Effect One. It's uh, Gunnery Chief Ashley Williams. Oh Game my one. fuck, okay. Ashley Williams! Okay. What the well, fuck? This is a great quote. You're on Vermeer, right? right? And she, Caden goes, "With all due respect," and she goes, "Why is it whenever anyone says with all due respect, they really mean kiss my ass?" No. I mean that's right. That's that. That's right. Okay, so it's that's a good quote, regardless of your feelings on her as a character. Yeah, it's like it's like finding um, something that's not shit on a pile of shit. <laughs> it's like finding Nemo. <laughs> nah, I fucking lose uh, Nemo. Listen, <laughs> that movie, if you know biology, gets real weird. Real quick. <laughs> no, don't. Wait, don't do that. Deep dive on no, Disney. That's no. another episode. We can. I don't. I foreshadow. My kids that's what we watch do. that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't have to tell them about this shit. <laughs> yeah, they can't watch it anyways. True. <laughs> uh, we, they can't watch us at all. It's fucking audio right now. They can't listen to us anyways. <laughs> Anywho, um, he's a little drunk. <laughs> So a little. <laughs> well, you're short, so that's why it's a little. <laughs> I just take that note. I've had enough. Silence. That's your away deep from cut. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Away from the microphone, he's like stomping away. He slams the Yeah, you, you can barely hear it because just little feet. It's like hot feet. <laughs> you just hear the bristling of the hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got, I got pretty. Harry foot tops if you you really need to fucking hobbit I could be you never know I got the jeans (laughs) 
be wearing shorts. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that just reminds me of the joke. Do you know diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just makes it... <laughs> Damn you. That is just... I'll be here all night. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. So weird. Okay, so listen. Listen, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to refocus us for a moment. Okay. Imagine if you will. Imagine if you will. Um, In a world. <laughs> Go ahead. Imagine, if you will, uh, a universe where all of these amazing interactions between players. And I'm literally punching him in the arm uh, at the table. <laughs> it gets mitigated to fucking stupid Unreal Engine 3D microtransaction laden. Oh, we're going VTT. Okay. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I did. I did great. That was a fucking segue yeah, and a half. A, that was a good segue. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's well narrated. I mean, very beard forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, bearded people are smart. You can hear the he, scrub. Got, I mean, we he's all got peach fuzz, and he just is retarded. <laughs> I want peach fuzz, extreme you ass. I'm not sure that's the uh, baby fuzz or the two beers. <laughs> I mean. Three, so hook me up. <laughs> so, no. um, oh. fucking princess. Yes, <laughs> he just can't even handle it. Um, uh, so the dust has kind of settled over the uh, the all digital narrative from Wizards of the Coast for uh, sixth edition or one D and D. Has the playtest finished? Are they still playtesting it? I think it is. I didn't get a chance to get it, to get my hands on it. I, I wanted to. Either, yeah. I actually just wanted to take a weekend and just tool do, around in it. Yeah, just do something random, like one off, and just give it a shot. But I never got around to it. I'm a sounds like a Sunday morning thing. Coffee and virtual tabletop. <laughs> Could be a thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I almost, I almost, you know, despite my trepidation, I'm using big words now. Fuck you, Chrono. <laughs> um, uh, Come at me, Red King. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm weary about it. Just the the all digital thing. Even Did the you say weary or leery. Weary. Leery would be the correct word. Oh, fucking fucker. Gay. Weary is tired. Leery is wary. Fucker. I'm wary. Get fucked. <laughs> wary is to be leery of. You're worried about it. He went and did it to me. Yeah. I've done this to somebody where I go, what, what is a cad? Oh, it's a word for a cur. What is a cur? What is a, it's a word for a ne'er-do-well. Um, 
Yeah, but he did it better. Cause yeah, because it's an actual word. And I'm not just... <laughs> yeah, no one ever says fucking ne'er-do-well. No, I went... no, ne'er-do-well is actually fun to say. I said it is. I said ne'er-do-well four times this year and actually meant it. That's because you're a fucking psychopath. In so. D&D, wasn't it, though? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It yeah, fits. one of it was. It one of it... You said four times. Three come yeah, up. where did the three times you said Meridwell like, in actual fucking so Maybe we should try fifth edition. Um, <laughs> and maybe try to get in. See how I just took it right away from you? Yeah, uh, fucking Meridwell. <laughs> I'm imagining work, construction, it's fucking just heavy lifting, sweaty. Somebody you fucking. Fucking scaffolding on yeah, you. Yeah, you. You fucking, fucking ne'er do well. How dare you? How about thee? I talk like that. Yeah. It ain't even a thing. I talk like that all the time. Um, this is my new N word. Ne'er do well. It should be the only N word. It should be fair. Oh, yeah. um, so we've. We've we, we kind of took the early look at it. We we saw the trailer. We've had for me at least. I've kind of combed over YouTube all the all of the D and D people that I've followed on YouTube. They they've had their input on it and what they what they expect, what they kind of think. Um, we watched a video from Dungeon Masterpiece. Yes, where. It's it's a way to get new players in and it kind of helps with the with the learning curve that may turn people off because a lot of it is really at, at this point it's pretty streamlined. Uh most most character creation stuff is all just drop down menus and it it's pretty intuitive. I've played with uh D&D Beyond before Wizard got a hold of it and I've just messed around with it and created a character or two. And it's, it's nice. It's, it's a nice experience to that end. Right. But my thing is, is I like knowing the math behind the thing. Mm -hmm. So, because if you have all these drop down menus, do it for, this is a couple of the big problems. If you have this one virtual tabletop, you're not likely to go out and explore other settings, other tabletop games. Right, Stuff right, like right. Shadowrun, which Shadowrun has some fantastic lore to it. I've never actually gotten to play Shadowrun, and I want to. Shadowrun has both magic and cybernetics. And Ooh. your mages aren't just outright better than your cybernetics. Right. However, the more cybernetics you get, because magic is natural, <clears throat> the less magic you can do. But you can have like a fucking rocket launcher in your wrist, so you might not care about having magic. And that was kind <laughs> oh, of with yeah. um, <laughs> I want with that the, now because <laughs> you played Cthulhu Tech. Yes, you were telling me a lot about Cthulhu Tech the other day. Yes, um, it's these settings like because uh, I, I I read through the books that you gave me. I mean, it's really interesting and. Uh, but there's a lot to it. Yes, there's like, a lot. Even to compared it. to D and D, there's Cthulhu Tech has simpler leveling and way more complicated character building at right. the same time. Right. 
because it's rather than getting levels, you build a pool of experience, and this action costs this much experience. Right. And if you if you start to try these different systems in their purest form... Yes. So I kind of agree with maybe... I like the intuitiveness of it because I'm kind of a pleb and I don't know how to do a lot of it. And I just kind of learned uh, third ed. But if you go and you try all these different systems, you're getting used to that process. The it, it, it might change or it might become a little bit more difficult with each system, but you're, you're building that muscle memory of doing that. Yes. So I'm not opposed to like having your character sheet be on a tablet in an app like D and D beyond. The problem is, is that if you go into this virtual tabletop and you've spent $500 on it, you can't, take those assets anywhere else unless wizard says we now own this tabletop system you can use your assets in it now here's the thing right DD has elves dragons all that shit shadowrun doesn't really have that it's like earth in the future right like i have a couple of like the shadowrun video game rpgs downloaded on my xbox and i need to play through them because they look really really good they're on Game Pass if you want to check them out. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I fuck you, Xbox. <laughs> but, so... Look, I'm a wave of one. PlayStation for life. Here's the thing, right? So, have you guys ever played Divinity Original Sin 1 or 2? Oh. I've seen, never played. Okay, so the thing is, is that Divinity actually did program in a lot of player agency. Like... In Divinity Original Sin 1, which I've played way more than 2, I got way farther in it. Like, I made a Geo Pyromancer, because the Geomancy spells could create poison clouds that if you hit with a fireball, they explode. And they programmed this in, and it would create burning terrain. So, if the VTT of D&D 1, D&D, 5e, 6e, whatever they're going to end up calling it, 1 D&D is what it's going to end up being called, but whatever has agency like that where you can get creative and create combos like that. It's very possible because technically Larian Studios, the company behind Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, is making Baldur's Gate 3. So, and I've seen some of that stuff, and they have a lot of stuff in there like that. Now, here's another thing. Technically, in Divinity Original Sin 2 on the PC edition, they have a virtual tabletop with all the assets of the game, that you can make your own campaign stuff in. Like I have seen people do D&D entire campaigns in this thing in Divinity Original Sin 2. Wow. So I'm not inherently against a VTT, but they haven't pulled me in because how microtransaction is it going to be? Mm-hmm. It's not I paid $60 for Divinity Original Sin 2 and got access to this fantastic system. That, yeah, you have to monkey around with a little bit. But is it going to be, oh, here's 99 cents for tavern stools. Here's 99 cents for tavern floor. Here's 99 Ooh, cents right. for the bar counter. Because that's, that's the thing that, like, ha- having kind of low-key fucked with uh, coding and stuff like that. It's like, 
Each one of these things that you want to have, like on a tabletop, you can write on a piece of paper. Or on our mat. Or on a mat or anything like that if you want to build a certain terrain, whatever. Well, like that one boss fight we had two weeks ago. They had grease patches everywhere and then just lit them on fire. Yeah. That's a very basic combo. Yeah, and it's something that's very easy to just put out there in a physical sense. Right. But, but the if coding. Yeah, and this is this is people that are taking hours to write line by line. Each well, and that's what things. I'm saying. Larian Studios took the time. They're not a big studio, mind you, but they took the time to code in interactions of if you put if the ground's on fire and you cast a water spell, it can take that out and it creates a cloud of steam which provides cover. Mm. Or if your character is under the wet status and you get hit by an ice spell, you freeze. Yeah. So there's a lot of interactions in those games that are really, really well thought out and really, really fun to experiment with. And you have to really think it out. Yes. Yeah. Because I have multiple times fucked myself in a fight because I thought I was doing good. And then like the gas cloud got a little too close from the poison and it caught my healer on fire. And then my frontline melee's on fire and just goes down. Yeah. yeah. So, like, one of the things that we did at our table was there was, like, a, what was it, like, about a 300-foot, like, it was, like, a chasm or a, it, w- it was a shaft or something. Yeah, you guys and, were going down in a tree down to a tomb underneath. Right. And um, it was, you know, the obvious things, which was do a jump and then slow fall or use your wings. I did something else, which was use the, the rod of ropes was like, kind yeah, of like he Batman his way down. Yeah. A Batman grappling <laughs> hook and, you know, fired out the entire length of the rope and then switched to the other one. I had two of them. And it's one of those things where if I came up with it, and the VTT told me I couldn't. Mm-hmm. That is, so that was one of the things that first grabbed me with uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Is I think I, I asked you. I was like, "Well, what the fuck can I do here?" Right. And you said, "Well, what do you want to do?" Yes. I said, well, "What do you mean? <sighs> what do I want to do?" Like that's how right? I always yeah. phrase it: "Is what do you want to do?" Yeah. Because I've had players who have wanted to run a Naruto style character. It's a little hard to do, but if you play around with like Incarnum and Martial Initiators, you can kind of create that yeah. effect. And even with and even with just sitting at the table, and you know, if you said, "Oh well, I wanna," you're everyone's sitting there and you're at a dinner party, and um, one of the players says, "I just want to fucking flip the table." Yeah, and then the DM says. Roll a strength check. It's not, um, no, this action is invalid. Right, and, right. Uh-huh. And, and that's the type of thing that I worry about with um, VTTs because I've never, I've, there's some, uh, little, there's kind of homebrew programs on the computer. Yes, that there's are already... Roll20, uh, Tailspire, and a yes. couple others. Roll20 is the only one I've ever seriously messed around with. I got okay with it. I wouldn't say I was great, but I got to mess around with like dynamic lighting and stuff. And I had my players give me feedback on it because I made an entire dungeon where they had to like explore it through like a fog of war type thing. Mm -hmm. And so knowing very little about it, I haven't, I just, 
I learned it having the freedom of just sitting at a table and just saying what I wanted to do right. and then having the brain of the DM just figure it out, right. the logistics of it. And so Roll20 is really good because it is literally just like you take the battle mat we have and it's just a virtual version. Right. You send your DM what you want your token to be. You find the image, you draw your image, whatever. And there's a fantastic site called Token Stamp. And you can literally make like different outlines of it, put different colors on it so everybody can recognize their stuff. Right. And you can do that. And Roll20 isn't necessarily the easiest interface to use, but it works. Mm-hmm. And you can put in maps and stuff. They sell map packs. They sell books on that site. Right. And they have an economy of items that they can that you can buy from them. Yes. But they also fully embrace the homebrew element. Of yes. It. You can upload your own stuff, which I, I feel like is kind of the only way that like a VTT can kind of be an official VTT can be successful. Kind of the way that like Bethesda kind of, right. I was just em- about to say that. Yeah. Bethesda they, releases their creator kits. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, they embrace modders and this like that. Maybe let all the can, the community take care of a lot of things. Well, here's so, the thing, though. Are they going to let that source code out? See, they Because like, the Creators Club of Bethesda has kind of been a sore spot for some people. Yeah. Because it's like you're selling... I've seen some stuff about, like, they don't necessarily pay all the creators. Right. Even though they charge for the stuff. Wow. But that's technically... So this is one of the things we talked about with when... Wizards bought D&D Beyond. There's a clause that any homebrew you put on there, they have rights to. They don't have to pay you for it, nothing. Right. So you come up with some fantastic homebrew content and next thing you know it becomes part of a a 5.99 DLC pack of just, you know, oh, this is the big boom pack and now yeah. you, you can be a a garlic bread cleric. And, and <laughs> right. Like, but that was mine. <laughs> right. Where's my loyalties? Royalties. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I, I caught myself on that. <laughs> Good. I'm still going to call you out, though. Yeah. That's what we do here. Fair, fair is fair. But um, it's... I really want to see what they're going to do. Because the thing is, is that, like I said, Divinity Original Sin has a bunch of fantastic shit programmed into it. It's not 100%, but there are certain walls in the game that you can actually blow the fuck up. Yeah. And boxes and shit like that, barrels, you can blow them the fuck up. A lot of them have items in them. You can hit an NPC with one of these effects, and then you're fighting a whole fucking town. Yeah. So, and I could get behind that, but I feel like what they kind of have to do is work with actual players, DMs, things like that. Kind well, of that's what the playtest was supposed to be, but I haven't really like followed up that much, and I need to do that soon. I right. haven't found anything on it. Yeah, I've, the, we're in a D&D group on Facebook, and I've seen some stuff there, but not a whole lot has surfaced, and I don't like that. Yeah, it, it feels very... Hush-hush. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're keeping it very close to the chest. And I'm yeah. like, are they NDAing it and just maybe? Uh, it could be. Like, oh, you can try 1D, but we really don't want anybody to know of your experience. I think that. I had read mm-hmm. something that people were having to pay to access it. That might be wrong. I'm not 100% on that, but I think I remember reading that. Right, somewhere. right. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> and I think 
Right. So, um, once again, back to Dungeon Masterpiece. They said that 5th edition is just ridiculously big market share as far as tabletop RPG. 51% roughly. Yes, yes. And um, I think that the ease of use that comes from one D&D is going to increase that market share probably a lot. Yeah. We, I think we've discussed this already. Wizards already put out in a press release that they're not interested in it. Right. Unless it's going to make the money. Hasbro particularly is the one who said, we would not be investing this if we didn't think we were going to get a massive return. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? So just in your base monster manual, Dragonborn is a very popular race, right? Right. Has been in every edition it's in. Because everybody likes being a fucking dragon. (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) But here's the thing. So you have your 10 true dragons in your base D&D. You have your five metallic, your five chromatic. There's, right. o- there's obviously others. You have right. your gem dragons, all that stuff. But just those base 10, is it going to be you buy the Dragonborn character pack and you get all 10 of those, or are they going to be separate? Is each one going to be a dollar? Right. Here's, the, here's the metallic dragons. Here's the chromatic dragons. Well, right. But what I'm saying is, is here's red, blue, green, white, and black, and then here's gold, silver, copper, bronze, and brass. Each one sold individually. Yeah. Or they they're go, only ninety nine cents though. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. yeah. <laughs> but then they bundle all ten together for eight ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, fuckers. And um, that's you're hundreds of dollars deep now in your right. expansions. Because the source books are so the source books are like thirty dollars a piece digitally. Yeah. They're which like fifty or sixty physical. Yeah, which is even thirty dollars. I think to me is, digitally is a little od. It's a little ridiculous yeah. just because, I mean, right? We could reproduce the book right now if we really wanted to. <laughs> so that would get us a cease and desist. <laughs> oh. yeah. So, yeah. you know, not trying to garner too much of that attention, like you're selling a PDF. Right. Yeah. Um, PDFs exist. Um, PDFs are used in a lot of um, at table groups. Right. Not going to mention which ones. <laughs> I winked. Wink. Um, uh, but so that's the thing, right? Like, so a physical book, we'll just like talk regular books. A physical hardcover book can be 30, 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's without being a first edition or signed by the author or anything like that. But you can go on Kindle or what have you, and it's 99 cents or it's a part of Audible. Right. It's mm. it's lumped into yes. a greater collective. Now, so here's the thing, right? Does D&D Beyond have like a subscription service now where it's 10 bucks a month and you get access to the core books and they rotate what other books you get in? Maybe they do like you get a discount on these books or something. If you get... Honestly, I might even be convinced to try the all digital environment if they gave you if they gave me a subscription. Right. Yeah. If I yeah. paid, because I, I paid ten dollars a month for a lot of different things. I've I've got ten dollars a month for realms on Minecraft, and only my thirteen year old sister in law plays that game. <laughs> I don't fucking play Minecraft anymore, but I got ten dollars a month every yeah. month, and it hits me every month. Um, so I don't really care about my money that much. I'll give you ten dollars, but give me the big three. 
yeah. DM guide, Monster, Monster Manual, Manual player's handbook. Yeah. And which I feel like should essentially like it's essential. Like Well, those, those are like, called your core rule books for a reason. They're you know, the core of the game. Yes. And I think it, structuring something around the idea that going all digital does not mean that you can sit there and charge as if you were dealing with physical products. You don't have printing. You don't have ink. That's what you they're don't trying have, to you do, know, though. Which is it? That's going to be the big thing, though. Is it the more people spend, the more they code in? Because, like, if it's $30 for each book PDF, but you give me, I can knock a chandelier into a pile of grease and light my enemies on fire as well as crush them, we might be talking there. Yeah. yeah like That's good player agency because you're putting the money I'm giving you into coding so... Either I myself as a player or my players as their DM can do a lot more stuff. Yeah, if, if I can't do stupid um, Rod of Ropes bullshit, which yeah. is like my trademark presently. I'm not interested. Like, yeah. I'm not interested. Like, straight up, like, that's it's player agency that is really the, the core of well, the as a player. The agency. other problem with the virtual tabletop is that if it's bringing in younger generations of people, they may approach it more as a video game than as an interactive experience with humans. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the thing, right? I have done all virtual D and D games, but like I said, it was on roll 20 and it was with a group of people around a virtual table, mm -hmm. but we were still talking. We described our actions in combat. We could move our pieces. And, and there was a lot of ad hoc like, yes. So you're getting Skype, you're getting, um, well, we use discord. Yeah, Discord voice channels, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was trying to assimilate the table feel. Yes. Into a digital environment. Because it is literally, it's when you first boot up Roll20, it's just a white grid unless your DM has put in a map and put the player tab on that map so that you can see it. Right. So your DM has full control of what you see and don't see. And I'm sure the VTT is going to have something like that, but that's the physical tabletop as well, is your DM kind of controls what they draw on the mat or what they describe. It's just a matter of we haven't seen a whole lot. And like I said, if they go more Divinity Original Sin route where there's all those kinds of interactions between environment and stuff, great. If they don't or they start charging extra for it on top of like $30 a book, which... There's a lot of fucking books. Yeah, for fifth edition alone. Right. It's and, they're, been... and they're gonna unleash a whole plethora of different stuff. When one DD comes out like in earnest, it is gonna be probably a cascade of stuff. The big three. Well, they're right releasing away. an updated Monster Manual DM's Guide and Player's Handbook. But uh, like, like Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and Marvelous Monsters, I think, is the other big one that came out recently. Fizzband's Dragon, uh, I can't fucking remember. Compendium or something like yeah. that. All of that is, all your 5e stuff is supposed to be compatible, right? But are they going to make you rebuy the VTT? That's right. the other thing we don't know. If I own it on D&D Beyond, but D&D Beyond is not incorporated into the Unreal Engine 5 virtual tabletop, which would be stupid. 
if they because why else would they have bought D and D Beyond? <laughs> fair, yeah, fair right, enough. Right, right. Because if I've spent, let's say, I have bought all of those books on D and D Beyond, I would expect to. It's now a Hasbro owned company. They own all of it. They own D and D Beyond. They are using Unreal Engine Five to make this virtual tabletop. But if I'm someone that has spent that money in D and D Beyond and I can't use it in the Unreal Engine virtual tabletop, I would fucking quit. Oh, I'd yeah. spaz. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. I would delete. I guess I wouldn't really delete the account. You spent the fucking money. You just <laughs> right. use your tablet at a physical table. Right. Yeah. Go to your local game shop. You can find games. Yeah. yeah. Find players. And maybe I'm just being a fucking old fuck, right? But, dude, that was one of the things, right? It built my relationship with my table. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was... It was big. I mean, socially, that is over. When you talk in a dumb voice right. in front of adults as an adult. <laughs> that gets you over a lot of social yeah. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. All of a sudden, I can like, I'm just good. Yeah. <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't worried about calling in my appointments and shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things where it's kind of like, so when my wife and I, after we got back from that one trip, to the zoo up north. We hit the one local game shop about 20 minutes away. Right. There were guys just on the first floor playing a game. It wasn't D&D or anything. It looked like a Warhammer 40K style game. I don't remember the name oh, of it. Oh, boy. I want to try that. I think they said it was like maybe, Dominion maybe or something. So. I'll have to look into it, see if it is an actual thing. Right. But it was a dude in a wheelchair, his like aide and the player or the DM. Right. It was just the three of them playing. They were running battles. They were talking. There was cards involved. It was really cool to see it because that is like the one guy in the wheelchair was just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is what my cards are doing. And his aide was also playing and flipping over his cards. Yeah. So like. There's a certain kind of connection that like just playing at that table kind of brings. Right. Like, it's an intrapersonal thing. Yeah. You can't really, at least in my opinion, like you can't really facilitate the same thing through a virtual table. I don't care how I mean advanced this that the other thing is. I like, did become pretty good friends with those guys. We talked a lot about us about a lot of stuff before and after we started playing. Every D D group gets derailed. That's what they do. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of in spite of the difficulties placed in front of you by not having them present. Yeah, it's in spite of the technology. You you can kind mm -hmm. of overcome these things by having a more, you know, personal experience that you built on your own through your discourse, through your video right. chats, through this. Because you had to find these people to play with. Well, yeah. so it was funny because the one guy was a cashier at, I won't mention the business because... We're not in that league yet, <laughs> not but yet. I was a dairy employee, but we started talking and one of the other guys who actually worked there was also in the group. And then the one guy who was a cashier knew a dude in Canada who he had met a bunch of times and they played together. And then we also got a guy from New Jersey. So mm. three of us were, no, four of us were technically in Virginia. There was a guy in New Jersey and then there was a guy on the West coast of Canada. Right. So it became a pretty tight knit group yeah. and we tried every week. We usually wound up every other week. And it, and it was, it was like, it seems like it's closer to these links that were established 
more or less outside of the VTT. Right. Mm. What it, what it bothers me is like if it's Halo matchmaking, but with D and D, yeah, because now so all of a sudden everybody with a D and D Beyond can, uh, account can just share a friend code and you're on in your on a campaign. That's and true. It's all Unreal Engine with animations, and it all of a sudden it becomes that's the other thing a though, tabletop like, adjacent video game. Yeah. Like when we say, "What's our, one of our favorite things to say?" Fluff it yeah. when you get a kill. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's one of our favorite things to describe. We've done shit with that that I'm not sure they're going to program it in because it's some Mortal Kombat type finisher bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, you're kind of taking away the satisfaction of like, I'm a fucking 30-year-old adult playing a tabletop game. Yeah. If I want to say I punch a hole in my opponent's chest and then split him in half with lightning, yeah. that's my fucking right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now yeah. maybe add like, oh, this is the age-restricted section of D&D Beyond or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe add, and then that kind of adds a little extra layer of bullshit you got to get through where it's like... No, well, I, I mean, if they don't charge extra for it, but you can be like, well, I probably fucking would. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but it's like, oh, get your Mortal Kombat finishers. $5 a piece. Yeah. So, yeah. like, at our table, I've we've only been playing... And we've been playing the same campaign for a year. Right. Um... We've had, without without too many details, we've had, um, I've personally got choked up over over one part of my character's uh, little arc. Yeah. I've had, like, my wife kind of hit a scene and she did something with her character and we're all crying. Well, not not crying, but it was it was a like bit it was close. a very emotional yeah, scene. Yeah. We've had player, we've had several of those. We've so. had player walk-offs. Yeah. Um, we've had we've had all these things that were uniquely human. Yes. Yes. That we set there as players, not necessarily usernames. Yeah. And handles. Yeah. And. Because now are you going to get a Final Fantasy-esque cutscene and are you going to get the same one and are you going to get the same one? Because, oh, I, I killed somebody with slashing damage. Now they have an animation to put towards that. Yeah, right. But and, you're probably going to have to pay for the animation. Yeah. And, and that's going to... The only thing they're going to switch out is the character model and this and that. And now it's a very yeah, non-personal like, experience. So I drew all of our minis. Yes. And I printed them mm-hmm. and cut them out. And glue them together. Them. Yeah. So that's that was custom. Yeah. And it's our characters, the way that we described our characters. Yep. Um Hell, you just had to redraw mine. Yeah. yeah. Like, and um, to a T. And like that's the thing, is like you like you feel your character more and it's custom. And there's people out there 3D printing their shit. Yeah. And there's people out there just simply in they call it what was it? Theater of the mind. Yeah. Um, and it's People, there's such a creation economy that's going on in this game and in a lot of tabletop games that if all of a sudden you're stuck in Unreal Engine, buff uh, buff template, <laughs> you know, it's like buff template, like everybody's like ripped and then the chick's right. got like... But, oh, the big 
the bikini armor bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So Rakatoa. <laughs> yeah, Rakatoa fat ass. And then you got the dudes that are just like all buff. He's a wizard, but he fucking benches like 700 pounds. <laughs> Listen, muscle wizards are a thing. Yeah, but they'll no. be the only thing. <laughs> uh, and like every wizard has a fucking beard. And it's one Even of these... the female wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I uh, am a wizard. <laughs> so. And it's one of those things where, like we've seen we've seen character customization. Right. We've seen um it it doesn't to me at all feel like like the the custom feel that Dungeons and Dragons is because you there is no I mean, if you're not willing to put the footwork into it, there's literally nothing that you need for Dungeons and Dragons other than a set of dice and then That's the core true. rule books. Yeah. We went a little bit extra. We got the we got the mat, we got, you know, everybody's got their own shit going on. Everyone's got their own dice and I, I'm drawing shit. Everybody's right. like doing extra stuff. But I mean, honestly, you're right. We could have one set of dice we share between all seven of us. Yes. Yeah. Like the, the And just describe what our characters do without even a map. Yeah, so now all of a sudden the game gets to be the price of a tablet. Yeah. The price of a subscription. Yeah. The price of all the books. Uh-huh. The price of the DLC for the dice. Because they, in D&D Beyond, they already have DLC dice. Yeah. And, well, right. So all and these, then all uh, of a sudden... D&D all... shows release special editions, mm-hmm. and then you can spend, you know, $40 on it. Yep. Yeah. For virtual dice, even. Yeah. And at, at least like our physical dice that are like gemstones, those are fucking cool as hell. But yeah. it's a physical thing I can hold. Like yeah. that old gemstone. I want to get the human bone ones. Um, <laughs> it's a little weird, but okay. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I mean, it is cool, but money well like spent. <laughs> fucking expensive. Isn't it like 200 for one of them? Word. A D20 is like $200. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But, cool. uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, if I was going to play a serious necromancer, I would totally want the human bone dice. <laughs> but I think in the end, the, the, the thing that you tend to worry about is that, yeah, you're going to lose, you're going to lose exploration into tabletop RPGs. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose, um, the social aspect of it because you know, not to sound like an old fart, but a lot of stuff is not as face-to-face social anymore. Right. Yeah. You well, know? so like I sent you guys that list of, I think, 14 different tabletop potential ideas we could explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think Cthulhu Tech and F56 are on the list, but those are ones I've actually played. Yep. So there's a lot of good tabletop systems out there. And there's ones I've seen where it's like, oh, this can help teach your kids math. They don't have a lot of necessarily the in-depth numbers of D&D, but it's the basic addition, subtraction. You have HP, you have stuff like that. So you can sit down and like play tabletop with your kids and teach them math at the same time. It opens a Pandora's box to other options of things that you can do, which right. if you're on a rigid digital thing that's... that relies entirely on the coding put into it. Exactly. And it... this is just the way businesses run things. You spend as little money as possible for maximum profit. Mm. So the line we haven't seen yet is profit versus greed in this. They yeah. could actually be really cool and try and incorporate a lot of player agency. I can't say they are or they aren't. I haven't seen it yet. I would love for them to have as much shit as they can. And yeah, there's going to be some stuff that you just... Some players think are just absolutely off the balls, off the walls shit. Yep. That they can't necessarily program in. 
And I mean, you can get into the specifics of whether that's good or not. So I want to be cautiously optimistic about it, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us are. I think that, yeah, man, I got into it with my friends at the table. Right. You know, and I, I want, it, like, I want people to have that. Right. Certain, certain things belong in certain spaces, man. Not, well, that's the cool part know. is, is usually if you have a local game shop that sells D&D stuff, they're going to have a local group. Like the one uh, I was talking about we go to, they literally have a board posted of this is what game goes on this day. They have Pokemon card battles there. They have Pokemon card tournaments there. They have a Warhammer 40K night. They have a D&D night. So I'm about they, to fuck around and get back into Pokemon. Yeah, but that's just it. Like some of the times I've been in that shop, there's people playing D and D upstairs, and I'm listening to what their characters are saying, and I'm kind of chuckling to myself. Yeah. Hey. And I've been talking to the shopkeeper about what they're doing upstairs, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they're here every week. It's a great campaign. I've been kind of listening along, and that's kind of a cool aspect." Yeah. Yeah. You lose it all when all of a sudden you're stuck hmm. behind a screen. And with that, that is, uh, that's last call. Uh, we are critical hit. Thank you for having a few with us. Um, this has been Prague by single cut and, uh, we will see you again next time till then drink hard, play responsibly.